Welcome on out to episode four of the Agreeable Casuals podcast. So we would like to apologize to all of our listeners for the long delay since our latest episode with Washington Wizards superstar fan Michael Hughley, now joined by the most knowledgeable NBA fan in the state of Idaho, <laughs> Ian Seanut, Kernut. Seanut, welcome to the pod. Glad to be here. Glad to be in the the great podcast. Now, you are a day one Agreeable Casuals fan, is that correct? Well, I mean, like, I listened to it a couple of days after it came out, but yeah. That's what we like. <laughs> Fake day one fan. Day three. And as always, I am joined by my spectacular co-host, Peyton. Peyton, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's great to be back. See, Brayden and I had this discussion at the beginning who should do the intro. I'm so glad Brayden ended up doing it. He does it spectacularly. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> should we go ahead and jump in? Let's do it. We have decided to try to build the worst NBA players ever using current attributes of current players. So we're all going to collaborate together to come up with the worst NBA player we can think of. See, now you've got some ideas already. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dennis Schroeder on fumbling the bag. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder has a high fumble rate. I honestly just think, though, that this question's not very hard because there's one player that embodies everything, and he's a, a, a legendary uh role player that is a journeyman named DeAndre Jordan. Whoa. <laughs> Shot fired at DeAndre Jordan early on. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is garbage. I don't know how he still gets NBA contracts. He has, he has one good quality. He's the locker room guy. <laughs> but see, I don't even think that's true. Like, isn't there, haven't there been rumors that he, like, is toxic? Especially when he was on the Knicks, right? I think I've heard that as well. So is he, like, the third most toxic person on the Clippers? <laughs> because they trapped him in his house and made him sign <laughs> <a> contract. <laughs> I still, like, when I re-see that, that story, like, I see it once a year, probably. Someone sends it to me or, like, it's on some random link. Like, I still can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> like, that seems like something made up. <laughs> and then they all abandoned him, like, a year later, right? <laughs> what do you got paying? I'll give a throwback to our second episode. I think LeBron drawing is definitely one of oh. the worst NBA players. I think LeBron, um, I don't want to say lying, but just <laughs> conversations because he always lies in them. <laughs> LeBron in an interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. He did, he did one recently, right? I think, yeah, he said that he knew what the Dirk statue was going to look like. <laughs> Wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he did the meme himself. <laughs> what, like they asked him? <laughs> I just think he puts himself, he's like, what do you think of the Dirk statue, LeBron? Oh, I knew it was going to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? I don't know. I think so. Oh, I also got to shout out LeBron for a uh, book reading. <laughs> Hall of Fame book reader. Hall of, Hall of Fame. Fame first page book reader. <laughs> you ever see where they asked him about what he thought of the Malcolm X book? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I like just watched that clip the other day. It's so good. I think we should include Derek White's hairline. I think he's. <laughs> I think it's great because 
it's just out there because like KD and LeBron have been able to like cover theirs up at random points in their career and then it just like resurfaces. I don't think you could come back from this. Wait, how bad is it? Let me look. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait, he should just shave it right. That's probably the move. Did you see the Brain sent me a like best of DeAndre Jordan clip? And it was like, have you seen where he does like his full court pass? <laughs> I mean, he no, what? Lakers. He got released the next day. <laughs> he like gets the ball and becomes point DJ. And then he just like chucks the ball like five feet out of bounds on the like quarter three. <laughs> that sounds about right. I was like, I don't think he has that in him. <laughs> that makes absolute sense that he Fair would get cut the next day. I, th- I think um, huh? potentially Rudy Gobert's general likability could be an option here. <laughs> oh, I just saw a quote from him today that was basically like, players don't understand what I do, but GMs do. Like how I impact the game. No way. <laughs> Definitely not the people you share the court with. That's crazy. Ant-Man's diet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay away from that Popeye's. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Andrew Wiggins' ability to keep promises. <laughs> Did he promise he was going to stay in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, he was like, guys, I'm going to be good. And then they gave him a max contract. Oh, I remember this. I'm <laughs> like, he's like, you're going to be like, good, right? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I got y'all. Don't, don't sweat it. And then they traded him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you could put D'Angelo Russell... Um, locker room presence <laughs> his ability to snitch on players and his irrational confidence i think he called himself the best passer in the league on twitter the other day <laughs> he sure did tim hardaway's confidence in defense <laughs> this we can, we can reference this hour later but there's a there's a very famous i don't even know it's very famous we just found a play recently that's hall of fame yes we encourage all of our listeners to just go on youtube and search tim hardaway calls the ref safe <laughs> <laughs> that's the best in nba history to give a visual image so you don't have to watch the video for those who can't essentially there's a fast break first it's the knicks versus the toronto raptors and uh i don't know who passed it but as the ball's coming up spike lee in the garden is making a t formation <laughs> standing up the ball is passed to the corner where Serge Ibaka receives the shot, but the, the ref's going baseline. And so he's in, like, the key, kind of, uh, a couple of feet outside the key, and he could, like, go out and defend the three, but then the ref trips and falls, and instead of playing defense, Tim Hardaway um, sticks himself out pretty far and, and calls the ref safe, implying that he was playing baseball for a play. Leaving Serge Ibaka to get a wide open three that he misses. <laughs> that was an excellent description. I think it should also be noted that the the ref really like slid in too, like like he was hitting home base. You know, I think what what needs to be mentioned in this is there's no way Tim Hardaway Jr. could have could have thought about this beforehand. <laughs> It was instinctual for him. Maybe he's done it in practice of like someone 
falling, but like, I don't think there could have been a better way for that oh, to go down. Like, could you imagine like a wide open dunk? I don't think it'd be as funny. It's it's like the kick out three that he could have chosen to go out to. Hard <laughs> things to do. So I don't know. Hardaway just might be the answer to this. A Tim Hardaway DeAndre Jordan hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's some obvious ones you could do. You could do like Ben Simmons three point. You could do mm. James Harden's conditioning. Um, <laughs> he's a Hall of Fame uh, club chooser, though. <laughs> Did you guys see the the recent like interview from James Harden? Oh, about wanting to go back to Houston. No, no, he did like a a full length interview. It was pretty interesting because he normally doesn't do those. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. He was like. Or all his trainers and stuff are saying he's in like the best shape of his life, which I think they say every year. But do you remember, do you remember when he was in the bubble? It was like before they went back to the bubble, and he had like a picture where he was like running, and he looked like. Yes, yeah. I know exactly what photo you're talking about. And yeah. then like, I don't know, man. I've never seen someone that's been able to like change their weight so much. <laughs> it looked like he had like just come out of a cave after hibernating or something. Yeah. I'd also give a shout out to the worst father award for uh, Lonzo Ball. So I think I think that plays. I don't want I don't want to say the worst father, but like I don't know one worse that they could have had coming into the league. Wait, what? You think as a father or his father? I'd say his father. Oh, you're sorry. Oh, I thought you were saying him as a father. I was like, what did he do? Oh no, I'm saying Lavar. I think that. You could have that as like an attribute, of like worst parent. Yeah. You could also have a Kawhi's uncle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You could throw Kyrie off the court. Kyrie off the court. Kyrie on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie with a vaccine mandate. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Popovich interviews. I know we said LeBron, but Greg Popovich is a. Yeah. He just like snaps at people. I don't know what what other ones. You got like a shot selection one. Oh, I feel like MPJ anytime he gets the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he refuses to pass. Uh, also, give probably the entire Houston Rockets team a shout out there. Yeah, for sure. And then is there someone that's really bad at layups? I forget who. There's like someone who like is really bad at the rim, but he's like a guard. I forget who, but. I don't know. Could be Reggie Jackson. He's very bad at the rim. I think it's Reggie Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> Reggie Jackson. He's a jelly play every time. He does jelly everywhere. He just switches hands every time. <laughs> All that just to not make it. On Reggie Jackson, I still think it's the funniest thing of how many, like, there might be two, but it's more than I think there should be of just him, like, doing the skip crossover on Russ. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He loves that. He loves that. Should we move on to our next topic? I think so. I think that was a pretty good list. Yeah. So next we'll go into building the best possible player using the attributes of non-all-stars. If Tony Snell just had a shot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, isn't that true for like everyone though? Just about yeah, Thibel. Can you imagine Thibel with a shot? 
Okay, well, Thibel defense. The, the, yeah, the Thibel defense is a good one. Thibel defense. For sure. Jordan Poole's microwave ability in the presence of baddies. For yeah. sure. Again, on was it Christmas Day? Uh, you think this past week there was another instance of that. But what's his like? But okay, so that's the presence of baddies. Who's the non presence of baddies? <laughs> just like regular? Yeah, just. I guess just like Seth Curry. Yeah, that's a good one. Anthony's good. Oh, yeah, Anthony, for sure. I think mm. Mo Bamba's just a good choice for this. <laughs> just, just in general? Or just, just Mo Bamba. Just... <laughs> Everything about him? Just this, you know, I've been talking about to Brayden about this. The sad truth about Mo Bamba is like he's in the perfect situation where the magic will just let him do everything, like anything he wants to. <laughs> I hope every team lets him do it because it's it's a joy to watch. <laughs> uh, then again, uh, for uh, for the best player, I'd say Tim Hardaway's defensive confidence once again, <laughs> and, and the it's the best and worst. I think Robert Williams rim protection. Really? Oh wait, I was thinking Patrick Williams. I was like, <laughs> you don't mean that. No, we'll get oh, yeah, Robert Williams rim protection for Andre sure. Drummond rebounding yeah. and half court shot. You got to get the half court shot in there too, <laughs> for sure. Probably like Lonzo's playmaking, right? Oh, oh yeah, because Lamelo's an all star, huh? That's true. Lamelo is. I mean, yeah. SGA is technically not an all-star yet. That's just SGA. That's the choice. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'd also say um, Laurie Markin is a good choice. Laurie Bird is a great choice. <laughs> Let's see. Who's just someone random? Who's someone random that's great? I just feel like Kelly Olenek fits this. I don't know what about him. Kelly Olenek's toughness. Yeah, maybe his toughness is three-point making. Wait, isn't he shooting really bad from three? <laughs> is he? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I thought he did well for a minute. Oh, wait. Kelly Olenek. Wait, JK. I was thinking Kelly Oubre. No. Ke- yeah, I just can't get him out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. He's so hot. <laughs> no, Kelly Olenek is shooting very well. Like, insanely well. Has, Chris, has Christoph's ever been, a, been an all-star? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You know... Even if he was, I wouldn't pick anything for this. He oh. <laughs> said all that just <laughs> insult him. There's someone on the Knicks that fits this. I don't know who, but has Jul- Julius has been in also, right? Has he? Yeah, I think yeah. He that one year, two years ago. His MIP year. Yeah. Probably like Jalen Brunson's shot making, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or shot creation at least. RJ Barrett's rim finishing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he uh, he struggles with much else, you know. <laughs> I don't know. He's so bad there. Zion will be an All Star like this year. Oh, he's already been one. Zion's I forgot. Already been, he's already been one. Yeah. Jose Alvarado doing the Jose Alvarado sneak behind. Oh, is that the poke? Yeah, that's got to be up there. Do you think Thibault's defense or Herb Jones? Oh, maybe Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Yeah. I think just Poku being Poku, you have to add some of that just flavor in. The Pokuness. Yeah. Poku's fanny pack. What's your what's your favorite attribute about Thad Young? 
What 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 could he bring to this? <laughs> I mean, he's just a an amazing all around player. You know, he's got he he'll get you at least like four points a game, probably two rebounds, and an assist. Like, what other player is doing that for you? <laughs> Not Luca. Stevens is pretty decent too. I'm sure we could throw Nas Reed in there at some point for this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, no starting center, Nas Reed. Starting? <laughs> <laughs> yes, his cat is hurt. Oh, he's starting? What a, what a day. He's averaging like 20 a game since he's been starting. I, I think a great attribute is DeAndre Ayton's, um, I don't even know what you call this, um, ability to stay with it. <laughs> How do you- Resilience. Yeah, resilience. There we go. I don't know how he uh how he stayed in Phoenix, but he did. Yeah. As the Phoenix commentary calls him, DA. <laughs> Looking like he had no choice though, right? Yeah, because they matched him, huh? Yeah. But <laughs> but he could have been like worse about it. He hasn't been too Oh yeah. He's still but playing. They treated him pretty poorly, I think. I just think he's the scapegoat. It doesn't matter if Chris Paul misses shots or gets stripped five times. It's it's DeAndre Ayton's fault for being soft. Yeah, Chris Paul definitely gets an old player excuse card. Oh, I think on the worst player, Kawhi Leonard, uh, load management. Mm. True, yeah. It's only a matter of time until he like load manages a playoff game. On the other hand, though, I think that Nicholas Batum could be the best, like, get like put in the minimal effort to get the big contract. <laughs> I'm not saying him putting in like once you get the big contract, rather, because he was good at Portland, but then on the on the Hornets, he robbed them. I mean, he had this big old contract and he yeah. did nothing. But he's so good for the Clippers. Yeah, he's great. That is true. I love him. I would die for him for sure. Dang. I think that's good for our all role player comprised player yeah definitely i think so we'll move on to see nuts hot take that is scorching when peyton first heard this take he was questioning if he could be convinced i'm all in on this do <laughs> <laughs> that sound um i think the lakers lost the anthony davis trade Whew. this one is pretty hot considering the lakers were the 2020 Mickey Mouse bubble NBA champions. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Does that even sound real? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Let let's give let's give their respect. You know, they 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 did win a championship and you know they won. But the basis of this is kind of one of those um dumb NBA fan takes where it's like they have this big window. They had like a small window. I thought it'd be big, but I just think the Flakers fumbled it. The Lakers could have had a bigger window, but they just they thought they needed a third guy. I mean, even the year afterwards, though, right? Like they they kept the same a pretty similar core. They didn't like go all in on somebody, and they were still mid. Yeah, I think they got the seven seed that year. Lost to Phoenix in five or six. They kept everyone, right? Was I that... think so. Pretty much everyone except Caruso, I think. Oh yeah, because. I paid. think Caruso might have been on that team. Oh, wait, no, you're right. But I think yeah, it's, it's interesting because that team, I I don't know how big their window was per se, but I think it was like three years. I mean, they had like KCP and they had depth and they had defensive depth, but then they uh, 
They wanted Brody. Yeah. Also, Westbrook, he, he costs. That's a lot. I'm surprised they were able to move that contract, honestly. Yeah. The Wizards? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised there was enough pieces to, like, move that. Yeah. The salary yeah. Tonight. yeah. So the trade, the trade was Anthony Davis for three first round unprotected future first. It was Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that it? Because of those. So I think the biggest L taken in that trade, and I I don't even think I would say it as much. And I don't know what the Pelicans thoughts were on this, but if if they could have kept Brandon Ingram. I think things would be a little different. I don't know how different, and I don't know how the spacing would have worked, but was was the consensus at the time that Kyle Kuzma was, like, a better player or had a better, like, potential? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, you know, he plays well and stuff, but I don't know. I just, I always thought Brandon was better, even when he wasn't the best. So, yeah, I think it wouldn't have been as bad of a trade if they kept but then what if they traded ingram for westbrook so it's like i don't know maybe yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe they uh, uh, it's just inevitable yeah I, I feel like from what i remember the conversation at the time was like oh but they got to keep kuzma <laughs> tweet have you seen that famous i don't know who posted it but it's like lebron's jersey in the locker next to kobe's or like kuzma's or something it's like Kuzma's next. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta find. I'll put it another time. But it's basically just like Kuz is the next Kobe, and it's it's an all timer. (laughs) Okay, so so you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, cross examine me. So I could see where you're going with this. Maybe if like the Pelicans end up getting the if the Lakers give them a top three pick this year if they get Wemby or Scoot and they go on to win like three titles for sure but are you saying even if that's like a six to seven pick maybe the Pelicans get one title maybe would you still say this is the case you're saying the Pelicans win I think the Pelicans win a title oh if the Pelicans win then the Pelicans win the trade man that means the only reason I say is because if they want it this year they could win it next year and they could win it the year after totally but the Lakers are in no such position. And, you know, I it, it's hard because they would, you could definitely say they lose the trade for sure if they got Wen, Wen Benyama or Scoop. But, and they haven't done much with their trades, right? Didn't we look into this, like with the picks they have gone so far? Yeah, one of them was Dyson Daniels, who's been all right, I think. People are high on him. He could. He's got a pretty. Is he one feature. of their he's six a, eight wings? That's like they have like five six eight wings that can, are three and D. He's a really good defender. I think he's more of a guard, but yeah. Yeah. So, that's tough. If the if the Pelicans somehow get a title, I I think for sure you say they would. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, do they even go out and make the trades they do to be a contender for like CJ McCollum, which I know isn't like the highest trade, but I think it's help them a lot more than people realize do they even make that trade if they ever get rid of anthony davis Mm. i don't know probably not right because and i'm not saying when did they draft zion 2019 
and was AD gone that year before? They got that... the number one pick while they still had AD, I'm pretty sure. And he was still like, yeah. I'm Yeah. So I don't know. It, it kind of like, I don't know what it would have looked like if Anthony Davis somehow played there. But I think it, at least as a, as a Pel- I'm not a Pelicans fan, but this is the best they've ever looked. I can confidently say ever. It's not that hard to say because um they haven't had much ever. But I don't know. It's just l- let me straightforward answer this. So you're saying if the Pelican so wait, say it again. So if the Pelicans what about even if the Pelicans never win one? And they got a top seven pick. Uh-huh. It was like a top seven pick. Would the Lakers still lose this trade? See, this is how confident I am in this. Um, <laughs> would you say anyone lost? That's a good question. Peyton, what do I you think? I would say no one lost. Like, I mean, if you can, I feel like most teams would trade everything if they could guarantee they get a chip, right? Yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to the age-old question. Would you rather be a contender for 10 years or win one championship and stink for 10 years? And yeah. I'm not saying they necessarily stunk, but it's like they won a chip, and this is kind of like paying it back. Yeah, I feel like most teams would rather win one. Would you as a Clippers fan win one? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, think we're already on that track. Like, we've given up all our picks. Like we have to win or else. <laughs> have to say that. <laughs> you even look at like Toronto a few years ago when they they were like competing every year but never winning one, and they were like the laughing stock of the league, and then they win one, and everyone like, it's a big difference. I would, yeah. But the Pelicans don't have Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you got me. <laughs> like Braden, in a similar like example, if let's say we go back in time when like. OKC still had like James Harden. Would you like give it all away for like them to actually win it once versus like the semi competitiveness of just KD? Yeah, because the semi competitiveness is just setting yourself up for heartbreak. Yeah. So would you take the one chip? I think I would, but I wonder if it's different for a team like OKC who's never won one compared to like the Lakers who already have seventeen. Like, is one championship? Oh less meaningful for LA than it is for like your average team. Then again, you could argue that is one championship more meaningful for the Lakers because their fans are the way they are and expect to win. <laughs> Isn't your take that the Lakers lost the trade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's a thing though. Like that Lakers fans are impatient. That is true. Bra- it's Braden's take now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself here, but I might be having a hard okay, time. Okay. Okay. So let's think. So I just feel like, Okay, you know, I might be talking myself out of this. For what? <laughs> Was that the best trade that the... I think that's the best possible trade that the Lakers or the Pelicans could have got. Oh, yeah. I don't think... For sure. Was Boston also in those talks always? I think maybe. But I don't think they would give up Tatum. Yeah. All right, let me be confident here. Um, Yeah, let's... Sure. The Pelicans won the trade... Because they have a like a seven year window. I don't know if seven's that confident, but they have Zion and Brandon Ingram. And if they both stay together, I don't even know if who 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 in the Lakers will be there in five years. Maybe Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
I I wouldn't even like bet on that because he's like thirty now, right? Yeah. At this point, I think so. So like, he's definitely not going to be that good at thirty-five. With yeah, all the they stuff. really have no future. Like they're going to be bad for a while. See, this take would awesome age. Leads. This take would age very well in like five months if they got. If if they got a top two pick, oh yes. Because who do you know who three is? I don't even know who's down the board. The Thompson twins, Cam Whitmore. There's some really good play. Like this is it's not just the two. It's a really deep draft. That's what I've heard. So yeah, I guess you could argue that if it's a deep draft, then that pick's more valuable than other ones. But yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna say they win it because it brings relevance to the Pelicans for more of that. I think they're more relevant now than they were with AD. That's a take, I guess. Even more relevant when they had AD, Boogie, and Rondo? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> or AD and Buddy Heald. <laughs> I do think I could get on board with saying that the Pelicans won the trade more than the Lakers did. Even though the Lakers got a chip. Hmm. It was more beneficial to the Pelicans. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like like if the Lakers like go back and do it again or have the question to go back and do it again, they still do it like 10 out of 10 times because they they know for sure they won it. I guess it depends who's talking to Genie Bus, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Is, is Phil Jackson in her ear or is it Kurt Ram is it Kurt Rambis? <laughs> it's is she in her ear is magic johnson magic, in her ear it's gotta be magic yeah it's gotta be magic i just think a team like the pelicans never really has opportunities like this and the lakers can just go out and sign anyone at any time usually so that's I true think, i think it was more benefit i think it just means more for the pelicans this kind of goes into the whole um small market conversation yeah. of like small market teams like first of all rarely get a first pick i mean like they have chances right but like they rarely get a first pick they rarely have it be ad they rarely can flip that to establish sustainability but i don't know i'm just coming from the angle that they are more relevant now than they were and they got zion which helped if zion was in the trade i think this would also be a lot easier to say like if somehow they had the pick or like some i don't even know how it would be but something like that mm-hmm. but as you can see this is really hard for me to come up with like scorching hot takes <laughs> am i wrong for thinking that the the lakers also like when they made that trade they scored in the lottery that year and then they also gave that pick up yeah it was the number four pick of that draft that's what who i thought it? okay who was it Ooh, who did they take? No, I'm also trying to like rack my brain for who it was, but whoever it is, I'm interested whether it was a simpler time where TJ Warren was balling in the bubble. Oh, oh, it was DeAndre Hunter who they traded to the Hawks. Who did they get back? Um, it was part of a three-team deal involving Josh Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> wait no they, but they kept josh hart for a little bit oh that's true that was part of the other deal oh the lakers <laughs> traded isaac bonga <laughs> <laughs> wait oh so it was it involved bonga 
Jamario Jones and Mo Wagner. Oh, they got the Wizards got them. Okay, interesting. Bonga bonga. Wait, so did they just give up the top four pick? I think so. I don't know what the Pelicans got back for DeAndre Hunter. And I, I this might be wrong, but I also know that um the Pelicans, I think, trade might have traded back or traded their pick for Dyson Daniels. I don't know if they got more drop capital, but <laughs> Solomon Hills and this- Solomon Hill was in this package. Oh goodness! Oh, so the the Pelicans got Jackson Hayes, the eighth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Alexander Walker. So oh, that's a good trade. So they got oh they so they got Jackson Hayes out of that. And they got Nikhil Alexander Walker. And Nikhil Alexander Walker, the seventeenth pick. Uh, he's he's on my list for. I still have faith. Me too. So that's not bad. Okay. For Isaac Bonga. <laughs> the Isaac Bonga trade. Sorry, I just like Isaac Bonga because he was like famously like the worst ranked player in two K one year. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely see it as like one of those YouTube thumbnails, like in probably like a few years, where it's like how Isaac Bonga changed the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your scorching hot take with Lucina. At the end of the episode, we will reveal if we are convinced. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, we, we should ask you too whether you're convinced. <laughs> I just need to have one that's like Jordan Poole. <laughs> what? Fighting are you taking a shot at our first guest no you know you gotta stick up for your man you know <laughs> well we wanted to also discuss a project that you've been working on cnet called the cursed index could you elaborate a little bit and tell us about it let me give let me give you the context of this it was midnight one night i'd been in bed since 10 30 I have insomnia. So this, <laughs> this is setting the foundation for every college student. So I don't know. I usually listen to a podcast, but I was like, everyone says teams are cursed. Like the Clippers, you know, they're cursed. For sure. I mean, you can have that. You can have it. They've had their first conference final like a couple of years ago. So like everyone says these teams are cursed. You know, the Browns are cursed. The Mariners are cursed. I don't know. The Coyotes are cursed. Sure. Um, all these teams, but I was like, how do I quantify it? Who is the most cursed and the saddest team at all four Amer- major American sports? And so I got on my laptop and set out to quantify how a team, how cursed a team is. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the MLB right now. I've finished the NBA and the NFL and, um, I've gotten those results. I kind of have to tweak some stuff, but, um, so yeah, I'm on the quest to find who's the most cursed in all of American sports. Could you tell us a little bit about your NBA version? Like who's who's ranking highest, who's lowest? So I'll I'll tell you also how I my metrics. So it's based it's it's not the most um meth- methodically sound. And the only reason I say this, this is a great promo, huh? The only reason I say that is because I, I assign points for certain metrics. So for an NBA, let's go to the NBA side. So I have, I give, so there's positive and negative points. The more negative, the least cursed. Because I want like the highest amount of points to be more cursed. So you get negative points for good things and you get positive points for bad things. 
So here's some examples. Negative one point for winning record, negative two points for playoff appearance, negative three for series advancement, negative four conference championship, negative five finals appearance, negative six championship, plus one losing record, plus two playoff absence, plus three consecutive playoff. That just means like, let's say for three years in a row, the Clippers couldn't get out of the first round. That's cursed to me. And then plus four for having the worst record for their given year. And so... The results I've found. Who who do you think is the most cursed team in the uh, the NBA? It's pretty. I think it's pretty easy. It's like the Knicks or something. No. Really. The Kings. It's before the beam. Let's let's clarify. Oh yeah, this it's the beam. Yeah, yeah. The pre-beam. Beam. pre-beam. It is the the Kings with a a, a score of two hundred and one. <laughs> and so who's number two? Why? So it's the Timberwolves. And so they are at a score of 171. Oh. <laughs> and so the way I make it work is I also have this kind of like incremental effect. So I, I penalize teams for if they consecutively don't make the playoffs. So for the first year, they don't make the playoffs. They would get two points for the second. It would be two points for the third year. It'd be three. And then like the 15th year would be like 15 points for one year. So like the Kings <laughs> didn't make the playoffs or like, 15 years and so i think that's one of the biggest indicators of like how cursed so like i have like let me let me give you like an example for the kings so the kings had like a playoff app so i also do that for like losing records consecutive losing records so here's here's your kings two so these are for like the values are for a given year two plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven all the way to 16 (sighs) however that might be sad, but the NFL actually has the Cleveland Browns, who say so two hundred one was the uh, was the um, the Kings. The Browns have a two seventy two. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> they also had consecutive years of having the worst record. <laughs> and just to give you context, the best team who actually. So the Patriots have the second least cursed value of a negative 546. And this the the least cursed team that I've done so far has been the Spurs, who have a value of negative 590. Dang. So there's your stats, right? There's your stats as of now. So I'm I'm on the quest. I'm on the grind. If any of our listeners um, work for Bleacher Report, please hit up CNET. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, that's some great analysis. Is there any way that we can find these results? Um, I don't know. Maybe I could, like, when I'm done, I could, like, post it out, like, have a thread on your guys' page. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do we have a page? <laughs> I have, like, on the spot, you can put a link, but I, you can put it in, like, the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just send us the link and we can put it in the episode description. Spreadsheets help, but I've also like I've had ideas of like other projects I could do. What some of them are including like it's more on the NFL side, but it's like projecting if like a quarterback will be a bust based on their college stats. <laughs> or like I this is an NBA one that I want to do the Hall of Fame calculator. So like based on like credentials, like how do you, <laughs> what's the chance of someone getting in the NBA or in the Hall of Fame? Which is pretty, it's a pretty a low, I don't want to say a low bar, but. No, it is for sure. 
I think Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer at this point. And I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad, but like Yeah. He's definitely in the uh the curvature hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> no, the barrier to entry is definitely not that high for yeah. And that one's hard to quantify because the NBA takes into like international influence because Tony Kukoc basically got in on that account. I didn't and, even realize Tony Kukoc made it. I was I was thinking of Yao Ming when I think of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, but also, you know, Tony was there for the chips, so Thank you for sharing the curse index. You know, that is fascinating. Yeah, we'll definitely link it in the description of this today's episode. It's also great because I have these graphs showing like their values. And so like some teams like it'll like you just see like their cursed value just soaring above others. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Clippers are actually pretty and it's been since the year 2000. Okay. So the Clippers are they're actually in the negative. Because of the 2010s. Barely. See that little... Let's go. Yeah. So also what's interesting, I'll share real quick. There's only six teams that have a positive curse value in the NBA. So, which Mm. I think is interesting. And in the NFL, there's like eight. Or there's 16. Dang. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's like mainly based off of how many teams they let in, but I'm trying to account for that at this point because different leagues let in different amount of teams. Yeah. Hmm. That That's actually really interesting. I'm curious. Did you like manually like calculate all of them or did you like... So basically I pull up a reference page mm-hmm. and then I, in this spreadsheet, I put in, I have a column that like catalogs like what years meet the criteria so like i I log that and then i manually put them in i'm not smart enough to make some algorithm that could just like do it by itself (laughs) so i'm kind of just like i've just been it it takes about like five or ten minutes for me to do a team over 22 years oh so it kind of takes a little time but like it's doable that's not terrible though five minutes per team i would have guessed like a lot longer gotcha Yeah, well, we'll definitely link it in the description. I'm sure people would love to check it out. We wanted to really quickly just talk about potentially a young player in the NBA that we are all ready to cut the cord on and move on from. Um, Peyton, you can go first. Who are you feeling? Players that I'm ready to give up on. Uh, I try to be a bit optimistic on these things, but definitely on the lower end on Obi Toppin. Like, he already came in kind of old. And maybe he looked the New York native. (laughs) He's the winner of the worst dunk contest in NBA history. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the the Tims were going to do it. (laughs) I think 15 misses in a row we're going to do it. (laughs) Is it fair to say they could give up on Jalen Green just based off the dunk contest performance? (laughs) Like, if you showed someone that, would you be like, how do you feel about this player? Okay, so you got Obi. Yeah, go do it. This one's a hot take for me, but I'm gonna go with Patrick Williams. That's scorching. I'm still high on him, but he's regressed. He was a number four overall pick, and he's giving you about nine points a game on forty percent shooting. Not who do you got? Um, this is not very controversial. I've got the uh the famous Memphis uh star player. 
James Wiseman. All two games he played about <laughs> All two games. <laughs> they might honestly hang his rap, rap, his jersey in the Raptors because he brought relevance. Do you actually uh, think that? No, I don't think they should hang his jersey. I think James no, 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 that he's that James <laughs> Wiseman's out. I'm out on Wiseman. He's he's bad. He, I mean, he just he does show some flashes for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm out on him because, and the sad part about what's happening is they seem the more they seem to play their young guys, the less value they're getting on the market. <laughs> so like, so like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, like German Camingo is hot, and then everyone's like, ooh, like, like they would still trade for him, but it's not like. Well, first of all, their succession plan was to be able to just roll these guys in to be like the next wave. Mm-hmm. That hasn't really worked. So now they're like, what can we get for them? And it, it, what, what would you give up a first for James Wiseman, an unprotected first? Depends on who it is. Yeah, if I'm like if I'm like New Orleans, maybe or Boston. I feel like Boston would do it. Yeah. Okay, but that's it's a very rare group of teams that could or should. If you're on playing team, would you? No, no. You're a six seed, would you? No. So six, you're gonna be tough. Yeah. If yeah. I thought, if I like really needed a backup center, and I thought it pushed me. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is the number two overall pick. No, I know. If I'm famously seen where like it was theories that Lamelo was gonna be taken two because he has a like a TikTok of him or something holding like two right yeah. before he got like. Snubbed. <laughs> I have seen that. Okay, so, but like in the moment, it looked like Wiseman was the best pick for them because they didn't have a center besides yes. Looney, and they still don't. I guess has that been like the the conundrum for the last five years? We don't have a center, but we have Looney, and then they're like, they'll get someone that's like, well, you can't do what Looney does. <laughs> Santa Cruz, he goes. That's actually so true because the same was true for when they got Cousins, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about good old Buggy. Buggy could have still been there. See, they should bring him back. Yeah, I think uh, they have to do it. <laughs> nah, he's he's going back to Sacramento. It's okay. I don't know if he's going back anywhere. <laughs> do you think um at the All Star break they should have Boogie and DeAndre Jordan play one on one at halftime of the All Star game? No, <laughs> Andre Drummond. <laughs> Or Tristan Thompson. Or maybe a big game of 21 between those four guys. No. <laughs> I think Boogie could win it. I know that sounds dumb, but like... No, I believe you. I think so, too. What if you had a game of 21 where it's like Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, Mitchell <laughs> Robinson, and who's another one? Did I say Andre? Or Tr- Andre, Andre Drummond. Yeah. It's just like, they'll just be in like the restricted area. <laughs> We're gonna have to have you back on another episode to dive into that. That could be a really fun idea. I, I just I think that's the most entertaining game. The other game you could have is like Jalen Green, like Josh Smith on the Pistons. <laughs> like I'm trying to think who 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 else puts up a lot of shots and just like Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. That'd be, that'd be a dream too. What about guys who we are completely believing in, even if we don't have any evidence? Cam Reddish. <laughs> Look, you're pretty quick on that one. Look, look, Nate, look I might have cut him in fantasy, but <laughs> Nate McMillan and Tib, Tom Thibodeau are about the worst coaches I think you could put a developmental player in. 
You gotta throw Steve Clifford in that conversation, but yes. Is wait, what a what a why Steve Clifford? Because he doesn't play rookies. Oh yeah, Steve Clifford's also on that. <laughs> yeah, about just playing rookies. But like if he went somewhere where there was just someone who could think outside of the 1990s, um, <laughs> I think he'd have a chance. Why does he get thrown to Utah? Why does he get thrown to <laughs> I don't know, maybe Utah's too deep at this point. Maybe. Or like well, I would say Charlotte, but they got Steve Clifford back. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just throw him to like the Thunder. Just throw him to one of those Texas teams. They'll what take. Worth? What's he worth? Yeah. I don't know. You think James Wiseman's worth the first, so like, <laughs> I'd say a second. And yeah. um, is Isaac Bonga still on the market? <laughs> one Isaac Bonga. <laughs> He's worth about three Isaac Bongas, the new currency of the NBA. But who, who you got? Who you got, Wilk? You know, I'm gonna go. I've been sensing a lot of disrespect to the Golden State young guys, and I really got to stand up for one of them. I'm actually wearing a shirt with his name on it right now, Moses Moody, or Kendrick Perkins likes to call him Modi Moody, Moody 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 Moses Moody. I really believe in Moses Moody, probably just because of that Kendrick Perkins draft night fiasco. <laughs> Like, out of their young core, he might be the best one, right? I really believe that. He's, a, he's like, he's either, he's, he's like, they're only 3D guy, right? Yeah, he can shoot those other two. Yeah, I... Kaminga can uh, run. Kaminga can run and dunk. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I really do believe in Moody. I think if you put him in the right situation on a developing team, I think he could be special. He was a bucket in college, too. Where do you play? Arkansas. Oh. My pick is Killian Hayes. Mm, is this did you stick with this even after what he did last night? I think yeah. he's a boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just loves to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have done the same thing to Mo Wagner? Uh probably not, but I don't know. Are the we... shots look pretty intentional. Are we really surprised it's Mo Wagner? <laughs> no, we're not at all. <laughs> Wait, isn't Mo Wagner, like, notoriously... Bob Perez yeah. said that Mo Wagner has an elite ability to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> and and Worldwide Wob is a accredited source. He's very credited, that's true. I think Killian Hayes, he got a lot of flack at the beginning of the year for being, like, the worst player in the NBA, statistically. <laughs> but he's gone, <laughs> the last couple weeks, he's been... He's, he's gone, like, second worst. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> No, he's gone like the what? Is he going like fifteen? Yeah, What's he averaging? He's he's averaging double digits now. Is he yeah, right? he's he's doing so good. Loki since Kate got injured. <laughs> That's right. Just you need your number one pick to get injured. <laughs> For yeah. the other guys. But I don't know. Like even before the the recent spurt, I really had faith that he could be like a really solid backup point guard. Like he gave me huge Corey Joseph vibes. So he gave you yeah. like huge um, Frank Nilakina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think he's better than Frank. I've just determined a new metric to determine how good a team is. I think the the Detroit Pistons are the best team to win a brawl against <laughs> another team. <laughs> I, we never saw Isaiah Stewart actually get a shot at it, but I think it would have been a would have been intense. Wait, didn't that happen? Or no? I well, I know they fought, but they never actually threw hands. Like, oh yeah, it, it never. They they 
<laughs> but they restrained Isaiah Stewart three times. He like tra- he went in the locker room, then he like snuck back out and like. <laughs> It was like the Chris Paul Austin Rivers thing. Do you guys remember that? Well, they were like gonna meet outside the stadium to fight oh, or something. Yeah. No, Chris Paul snuck in the secret, the secret tunnel. <laughs> the secret the room. It was uh, it, there's a look, listeners. First of all, look up this fight. I don't know if it happened, but look up the the uh, situation and then look in the inside the NBA on their commentary of it because Shaquille O'Neal and Charles just lose their mind about the police being called for a fight against Gerald Greed. <laughs> and my favorite quote is them talking about Blake Griffin in the shower saying, Chris Paul, Gerald Greed, I need the police to, I need you to come out here. They were just baffled that DeAndre Jordan and uh, Blake Griffin couldn't, uh, they needed the police to intervene. And, the, and it never, it was never accounted that they actually called but the possibility is great. How about Jalen Smith? How how do you guys feel about him? He's on my list. Is this including his goggles or just Jalen Smith in general? No, he's got to be wearing the goggles. If he's not wearing <laughs> the goggles, he's a bust. He's the next Horace Grant now. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out someone on 2K, I think it was Dom 2K, he was doing a simulation and um and uh, Horace Grant became his head coach and he still had the goggles on. <laughs> So I think Jalen Smith could be. Yeah, I'm all in on Jalen Smith in that case. But like every once in a while, they'll play him more than 20 minutes, and he'll go sick of. I'm just saying. What does he? Who starts over him? Miles Turner. Oh, is it, is it Miles? Well, no, but he plays like power forward, right? Does he, or is he center? I think he can do both, but he's a little short to be center full time. I feel like. I don't know. I think that my mind's been expanded to who can play power forward center. True. Gary UK can play all five positions. <laughs> oh, he's he's 6'10". Like, he's serviceable, I'm sure. What did they trade him for? Because I know he was on Phoenix and they traded him, but I forgot what they... I don't know if they got anything. Corey Craig. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, like, nothing. So, so, J- so uh, Highway robbery. Jane Smith is worth... Wait, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> How many bongas does Tory Craig? I, how many Tory Craigs is Jane Smith work one? How many? It's a new currency. How many Tory Craigs is an Isaac Bonga, or how many Isaac Bongas is a Tory Craig? What do you What do you think of a What do you think of a R. J. Barrett? Is he is Is he what he is? <laughs> Never gonna. Is this, this where he's gonna be? I think he. Yeah, I think this might be it. I don't know. Every like at least once a season, he drops like thirty or something, and everyone comments on Twitter and they're like, "This kid is something special." You know what I mean? <laughs> like that definitely. Is that the metric? How many? How many like random thirty point games you put up with Twitter comments? Yeah. How many like LeBron comments do you get? Ooh. You know who needs more LeBron comments is Kevin Knox. <laughs> he's he's done. He's been lighting it up. Is Kevin Knox the one that had the Fortnite jacket on draft day? Yes. <laughs> we should have known he would be a bust from that moment. Yeah. Couldn't build his career fast enough. He's done, right? Like, or is he doing well in Detroit? He, I watched they were playing Utah the other night, and he was destroying the Jazz. Define destroying. I think he put up 20-plus. Oh, 
What's your definition of Killian Hayes destroying people? <laughs> uh, probably Loki, like, I don't know, like seven assists. <laughs> like the same case because DeAndre Jordan got seven rebounds in 14 minutes. That was pretty impressive. And yeah. he's also the reason the Kings came back last night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they, they sat Jokic for like seven minutes and then their run somehow began. Doc Rivers did the same thing last year, like in the playoffs, right? When Embiid was injured. He refused to play Paul Reed over Does DeAndre Jordan have blackmail? <laughs> on like everyone in the NBA. That's like <laughs> Adam Silver. If you don't play me, I'm gonna expose it. Doc, Doc, you're not a top five coach. I'm gonna expose it. <laughs> I'm gonna expose it. That should have been my hot take. I should have done that. Here, let's do a real hot take. Doc Rivers isn't a good coach. I don't think it's that hot. I think that's that's not a hot take at all. I, I it is to the NBA because he's in like the top seventy five. That's crazy. Wait, what? He's like one of the best, like on their best yeah, coaches of all time. I think he was in the top fifteen all time coaches list. No, Nelson in there because just anyone with a better winning record. Like, what has Doc Rivers done? I sorry, this is this might be for like a different time, but if you didn't win a championship with Boston, like, he, yeah. No, I'm no. out. He sucks. Also, Brayden showed me one of the best pieces of content ever, where it's the Doc Rivers rap. <laughs> what? The diss track? The diss track. Oh, yeah, you did send that to me. Can you quote just a line from it? At this point, we'd rather roll with the breath. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Paul, um, um, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. Brad Brown? No. Oh, Greg Popovich. Sorry. Oh. He hasn't been relevant in a bit. Um, he got ejected, and uh, Brett Brown was coaching. <laughs> Brett Brown's on the Spurs. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know he was around still, but I didn't either. Yeah, yeah he took over when Pop got ejected the other night. Huh? No Becky Hammond this time. Got Brett Brown. Okay. Well, I think that we pretty much covered all of our our players that we have faith in. Right? Is there anyone else we? Want to talk about Tony Snell? I always have less <laughs> so, facts. We can go ahead and move into our our segment of Are we convinced, Brayden? Would you say you're convinced that the the Lakers lost the AD trade? Well, you know how it goes on the agreeable casuals that if you can't convince us, you can't convince anyone. And you know, <laughs> I think when you first said that, I'm a big championship or bust kind of guy. I believe it's a championship or bust league. But I think we really need to take into consideration what it's like to be a small market team compared to the Lakers. And for that reason, I think the the trade was more beneficial to the Pelicans. So, yes, I am convinced. You didn't say the word win. (laughs) (laughs) So when you guys are finished, I want to hear like your percentage of like convinced out of 100. Brayden, would you say you're like 60 percent? I'm 51. I'm 49. No, yeah, I'm 50.1% convinced. It's an F in college, but a win in the presidential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me personally, I don't know. The small market team argument is pretty convincing. But as a Clippers fan who's never tasted a championship, I'm definitely a championship or bust. So, the small market. No, not at all. 
The only reason I say that is because it's like historically seemed like it. Oh, because they're like the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean, I they're they are moving, so maybe they'll they'll feel a little less small market. But... Clippers. Yeah. So, so you're no. So like, how convinced are you? Yeah. Uh, give us a if Braden's fifty point one, then I'm like. 40. Oh, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how good it is on this podcast, because there's you guys are so agreeable, but... <laughs> Maybe I'm... I don't know. I'll be the yin to Brayden's yang, and I'll say 49.9. Ooh, I so, like that. So basically... We just ca- we just come to the consensus that we really feel bad and sympathy for these small market teams that are just that are just clawing for relevance. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a like a pretty reasonable argument because look at what else can they do? They're not gonna. I think we've gone from Skip Bayless to nuance, so <laughs> this has been good. <laughs> We're qualifying the argument. I'm pretty sure Skip Bayless would agree with me. Well, he'll do anything to invalidate LeBron. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> and Russ. Yeah. yeah. Thank everyone for tuning in to this extra long edition of the Agreeable Casuals podcast, our longest episode ever. Maybe by double. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so that, do you have anything else to say to our listeners as you sign off? No. Um, I as well am uh, striving for basketball relevance because I, uh, <laughs> I attended a very irrelevant college in the great state of Idaho. <laughs> Um, you could pick any of any of the colleges there, and uh, they're all irrelevant. So it's a, it's a tough life out there. <laughs> Thanks for those words of departing wisdom. Yeah, thank you, Cena, for joining us today, and thank you to all of our listeners for listening to another edition of the Agreeable Casuals podcast. Where if you can't convince us, you can't convince anyone. Thanks, everyone.